Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Fonte, Pauly Sebelia with you up until 3 o'clock as we go back to our guest line. And if you happen to be watching on QSportsTalk.com, you see our next guest live and in person, Atan Thomas, brought to you every week by CH Insurance. And Atan, we get to talk about a win today. Um, you know, I know it's just one, and, and they need more than than that to kind of get them back in the, the tournament conversation. But uh, a much-needed win for this team, and and let's start with your boy Jesse, who was fabulous last night on both ends of the court. What what has impressed you the most about his development this year? What part of his game has stood out to you the most? Um, that he's getting a chance to play more. That's that's one of the biggest things. Um, you know, I've been, you know, me and my man Roosevelt Bowie, we've been uh, presidents of the Free Jesse Club for you know a, a while now. And it's good to see him out on the floor. You know, it's interesting because they always, you know, make the thing of how of a big jump that players make. Um, but really, I, I think it's a lot that he's just out there more now. Now he can now he can, you know, develop with the rest of the guys. Now they could get more confidence in him. Now they're throwing him the ball more, which they should have been doing a lot more, especially in the beginning. We were just, you know, chucking up threes from everywhere, but involving him in the offense. Um, and he's playing, you know, I know Coach Bayheim be on his defense sometimes, but he's 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 playing good defense to me. I mean, he's blocking shots. He's altering shots. He's still, I'm not that crazy about him running all the way out to the three-point line all over the place, but, you know, that he, he's done a tremendous job, and I'm happy to see um, his development. With the changes in the game, Aton, do you, uh, do you think a center that can score like will really be an asset moving forward? Like, teams aren't equipped – to stop someone like Jesse anymore because everybody's finesse and going out to the three-point line. Well, I think that um, – can, can I call you Paul? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, more than Paul. Only when he's in but, trouble. <laughs> but but I, think, I think really that, you know, when you have a team, team the, the game is different now and people are so dedicated to shooting threes. Um, but I'm really of the mindset that if you go inside out, and I'll just take our team just, you know, um, as a whole, when we go inside out, it's better for everybody. Um, establishing Jesse down low, um, hitting him on the pick and rolls, um, it just helps everyone. And Buddy's getting open shots. Um, Gerard's getting open shots. The, the, there's more movement. It's just not living and dying by the three. And now, you know, the 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 – the jury has been out. I mean, the word has been out on Buddy. Nobody's going to get them open threes. Who? What scouting report is going to say, let Buddy Beheim shoot an open three? You know what I mean? They're going to be covering him. But if you allow to go inside out, get Jesse involved, you know, make them come out and set the pick, have Jesse come out and set the pick on Buddy, and then they have to make a decision. They have to either go follow um, Jesse on the roll or hedge out and, and, you know, cover Buddy. And now you see Buddy getting some open shots. And so I, I just think it's better going inside out. You know, we were talking during the break, Aton, about, uh, you know, looking at the center position. And I know what you're saying about he's getting more opportunity now. And that's absolutely right. But especially at the center position, um, take us through what is the process, I guess, from from arriving on campus as a true freshman to getting to the point where, 
you know, you start to figure it out. Like, I know you went through that process where it wasn't instantaneous. Mm-hmm. You didn't walk in and it, it didn't just click immediately. You look through the, mm-hmm. you know, the recent centers, the Joaquin Christmases and Rick Jackson's and, you know, so on and so forth. It, it took them until, you know, like year three or so, you know, and, and then they start to blossom. Fab Mello took him, you know, until his sophomore year where he really started to blossom. What is it about the center position that, you know, it, it, it takes a minute. There is a process you guys need to go through, isn't there? Well, I think that's for any player, to be honest with you. Um, you know, my freshman year, I was playing behind Otis Hill, and I had to learn. That's basically what it was. I had to learn behind Otis. Um, follow what he does, pay attention to him, get bigger, get stronger, be able to operate in the, you know, the Big East. Um, you know, we're going against top centers, every single big, strong centers every single night. Um, I just had to learn. Uh, and I, I'm, it's you have to be patient sometimes. And so I'm relating that right now to Benny Williams. Um, and he has to be patient and it's a tough position to be in because he is so talented. And, you know, especially here in the DMV, we've seen Benny Williams over the years. So here in the DMV, we know how talented he is. We know how highly talented he was, how many colleges are salivating right now to hope that he transfers to, to their school and does what Kadari Richmond is now doing and being very successful at Seton Hall. So, you know, I, I hope for Syracuse's sake, he does, you know, stay patient because next year it really should be all him. But it's a tough position to be in for him as well. Um, you know, knowing that he can contribute, knowing that he can play, and being have to play spot minutes. So that's what Jesse was in, you know, last year where he had to play spot minutes. You would get put in for maybe two two minutes here, three minutes here, and have to play perfect basketball. You're getting taken out. And it's hard to play like that. People don't understand how difficult it is to be productive in that type of uh, playing time. But, um, you know, I, I, I hope Benny Williams sticks it out because it would be good for Syracuse if he does. Pat in our chat asked a question, and you brought up Benny and not playing. How do you feel about when Coach does things like he did with Benny when he said he hasn't – he said publicly he hasn't been good in practice and he hasn't been good in games. That's why he's not playing. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a little tough, you know, you, because people see what they, what they have seen while he is out. On, on the court and they see him, they see flashes. They see ways that he could be productive, ways that he can help the team right now. I mean, we have a team where we have great shooters, but they're not the most athletic group that we've ever seen. So some of that athleticism that Benny has can be utilized right now. Um, we see, you know, Samir Torrance, who has been doing a great job when he gets in. And you know, I think a case could be made for him to play a lot more minutes as well. Uh, we know that Coach Bayham likes to use a shortened rotation and have a lot of faith in, in the first five guys. But then we also see those guys getting tired down the stretch where somebody, you know, giving them a spell who is coming off the bench who is super athletic could help. So it's a little bit of a difficult pill to swallow. And, you know, I mentioned Kadari, you know, earlier. But, yeah, you know, Coach said a lot of times last year, Kadari's not ready. You know, Kadari's not in shape. Kadari, we're looking at it, we're like, he looks like he's in good shape to me. You know, he looks like he can help us, and we see what he's doing now. So it's it's a little bit tough, but you know, coach has his ways that he that he his structure that he wants to do. But you're going to get a little bit of backlash because people see what you know what they can see with their eyes. But yeah, but you you say that, and you you played for Coach Bayhive. Practice mm-hmm. is important to the guy, right? You know, if you're not trying in practice, you know, you're not playing, right? Isn't that how it works? Oh, that's how it works sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, I'm, I'm sure it can, it, can, it can vary with different players throughout the years. 
But, you know, I, I see also, you know, Benny staying after the game, you know, getting a workout, getting in shots when everybody's gone away, for, you know, have left the carrier dome. He's there by himself working out. Those are things of, you know, for, for people, for the fans, for everyone to see that they're going to continue to ask the question, why is he not playing? They're going to want to, you know, because they see him doing all the right things. Now, I could see if he was being a jerk and his body language was bad and he was, you know, look, that, that'd be one thing. I was like, okay, well, that's why he's not playing. But from the fan perspective, they're looking at it. They're like, well, he's doing all the right things. Why is he not getting more time? So I think we're going to get that for the rest of the year. I, I will say this from, and I've said this multiple times, the ben, the way Benny Williams looks at trying, going out and shooting, getting shots up after a game is far different than what anything I saw from Kadari Richmond. You know, Kadari Richmond wasn't sitting after games getting shots up. You know, so... Uh, yeah, but, I, but 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 also but also Kadari Richmond was also coming into games and saving us. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know what I mean. So it was that was that that's why that was a difficult pill for people to swallow as well when he wasn't playing. So you're and there's gonna be that feedback the entire. I know Coach Bayon doesn't like when people say that and they hear fans and he snaps at y'all if y'all like the questions, but it's gonna come up. <laughs> it just is. You know, talking about different lineups, you know, Samir certainly, the last two games in particular, we've seen him get extended minutes, got 15 minutes the last game, 14 minutes this game. Good things happen when he's out there. And, and you know, they continue to rebound yesterday. They won the rebounding battle plus 13, even though they went to that smaller lineup a little bit more. What do you like most about that smaller lineup and the dynamic that Samir brings to the table when he's on the floor? I like everything about when Samaria's on the floor. I like his defensively, his activeness, the way that he is moving around on the zone. The zone just looks better as a whole um, when he's out there. Um, I can, can relate it to how when Kandari was out there at, on the defensive side, it was just more active, especially at that top. And I like the way that he sets up the team and distributes. His his strengths, um, you know, are something that we need. You know, is he the, is he's not the shooter that Gerard is? He's not, you know, but having Gerard at the two, that seems like that's more of his, you know, natural position. He's a shooter, um, you know, coming across the screen. If he's wide open and he shoots the ball, I always think it's going in. You know what I mean? But for, for Gerard to have to bring up the ball against pressure full court, I wouldn't think that that was his strong suit. But that is Samir's strong suit. He can handle that very well. So I like I like him at the point, but sometimes, you know, if you if you have a smaller lineup out there in the backcourt, some of the things you have to worry about is giving up the rebound. So we we, re we, we rebounded the ball well during that stretch, like you mentioned. So if we could do that, hey, we, we might be able to see him more at the point. I hope we do. Yeah, yeah, we, we might have. Uh, yeah, like you said, they may have figured something out uh, these last couple of games, uh, you know, with, with Samir out on the court. I guess last one for you, Taz, we got to get you out of here. Big opportunity this weekend against Duke and, and there aren't a lot of these big opportunities on the schedule given that the ACC's down they've got Duke twice they've got Carolina in Chapel Hill those are really the three big opportunities they've got to make a splash on their resume you give them any any sort of shot Saturday uh, down there in Cameron I don't think Duke is invincible now I wouldn't say I like, give them any sort of shot they Duke is definitely beatable um there's a lot of things that we have to do correctly and we have to play to our strengths um, you know, we mentioned a lot of those strengths before. I would like to see the bench a little more utilized. I know that's not really what Coach Behan does, but I do see the guys giving a better effort. I could give, you know, you know, Gerard, all those guys on the perimeter, buddy of it, they're giving a better effort defensively, but sometimes they're just not as athletic as the people who we're playing against. Now, we can't have Duke having wide open threes. We just can't. The game will get ugly very quickly. So we have to be able to rotate to them. 
Um, but no, I definitely think we have a chance. Um, and Duke, Duke is not unbeatable. You know, we could we could definitely you know carry on the momentum that we had for this last game last night and carry it into Saturday. So I think we think we could put up a good fight. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Duke is not invisible. We saw him lose last night in overtime to a Florida State team that Syracuse split with. So, uh, like sure. you said, they're going to have to play awfully well, but uh, but they, they've got a shot. Uh, Atan, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. I right, appreciate it. Take it easy. All right, there he is. Atan Thomas brought to you every week by CH Insurance, Paulie. Yes, that's right, Steve. Um, you know, I, I, to- I lied to you what I texted you. Oh, okay. Let's take a quick okay. time out. Because I'm yeah. looking at the read and I don't know if it's correct or not. So let's uh, take a timeout okay. and I'll do it. Fair enough. All right. We will, uh, we will reset uh, timeout here. Back after this on ESPN Radio.